First of all, I just wanted to give thanks, my sincere thanks for um, Father Dan and Monsignor Hart. Uh, I know, Father Dan, that you had a lot of Masses today. I know you must be tired, um, but I'm so grateful and I know the family is for your presence here and your love and your support. And Monsignor Hart, I really appreciate your presence here too. Um, I know our family, especially Dylan, has a lot of respect for you. So bless you guys and thank you so much for being here. I also um, want to thank uh, those who um, believe in God for being here. And also those who don't believe in God, I also appreciate your presence here. Um, my father and mother had three children. Uh, there was Nancy, there was Rose, and then there was I. 14 years ago, Nancy died from cancer, and I did her eulogy. Obviously, I'm here for Rose's eulogy. Um, I have to say, this eulogy business is getting kind of old, you know? Um, but I take a little bit of comfort in knowing that when I die, I won't be doing my eulogy. So, like, I'm kind of glad for that, because honestly, it's, it's kind of old. I, I, wish, I wish I didn't have to do either of them, that they were still alive. Um, I want to tell you a little story, it's a hypothetical story, and it may seem a little shocking to you all at first, so please bear with me, okay? So I want you to imagine that um, one of Rose's children, remember this is hypothetical, okay? So this is not real. I want you to imagine that one of Rose's children needed a kidney transplant. And they needed it within the next 10 minutes, and Rose was the only parent around. And one of the medical professionals would have said to Rose, hey Rose, like, you know, you need to donate your kidney. And Rose's answer would have been no. Um, so maybe someone else would have tried, maybe a nurse, like, hey, your kid needs a kidney transplant. Like, can you please offer your kidney? And Rose's answer would have been no. And I realize that that notion is probably shocking to you all, right? But here's what I imagine that Rose's answer would have been. I believe her answer would have been, no, I'll give that child my heart. Because my, her, my heart, her heart, um, would have solved anything that was wrong with that child. And so I know that you all have experienced Rose's heart. And it was a big heart. It was a comforting heart. It was a nurturing heart. It was a healing heart. It was a big heart. And that's why that kid would have, uh, you know, been saved because of that heart. So, Dylan and Portia um, and Helmut, um, know that that heart is so big that it'll still carry on in the days and months and years to follow. That heart will always love you. It will always nurture you all and me. And, and so just remember that. Um, I also take comfort in, in um, understanding uh, that the night that she died, that, that dreadful night, that my sister and, and her son went to an event, um, it was a vigil of all saints at the Dominican House of Studies. So this was at, at our home, at their home. Um, and the other day I picked it up I'm a journalist, so I'm really curious about stuff. So I looked through it and wondered, like, what did they experience that night? 
So I want to read you several things. It's very short. So this is what Rose heard that night. This is from um, a letter from St. Therese of Lisieux. Um, St. Therese said, quote, What attracts me to the homeland of heaven is the Lord's call, the hope of loving him finally as I have so much desired to love him. So Rose heard that that night. She didn't realize you know, what was in store for her. Here's another thing. It's from a sermon from St. Augustine. And St. Augustine said, Here on earth, the songs of God's praise are sung in hope, but there in heaven they will be sung in hope's fulfillment. So you kind of get a, a little trend here. This is all about like heaven and, and um, what awaits people who die. Rose didn't realize it, but she heard this. And this, this comforts me greatly, you know, that she heard this that night. Um, so a couple of last things later on in the service that the vigil that they heard. Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. So she heard that too. And the last thing she heard, which was literally the last thing in terms of the concluding prayer from that vigil, may the all-powerful Lord grant us a restful night and a peaceful death. So when you think about that, like Rose heard that, so that was in her mind, that was in her soul, right? And I, and I, and I realized, and, and um, one of the, her dear friends pointed this out, which I heard the other night, Janice, you, you had said this, and this was so beautiful, because I hadn't thought of this. But one of the last things that Rose probably heard was her son saying, Mom, Mom, are you okay? And, and I imagine in my head, um, because it's the only way that I can wrap myself my mind around this is that that was the last words that Rose probably heard. So she knew, and Janice pointed this out, so I'm giving you full credit for this, Janice, that, that she knew that mother's heart knew that her son was okay. And she must have died peaceful, so she had that peaceful death, right? So I just say to myself, thank God, right? Anyone would want that, right? Any mother, any parent would want that. Thank God that she, she had a peaceful death. This is the last thing I want to share with you all. It's a prayer from um, St. John Henry Newman. And he said, May Christ support us all the day long, till the shadows lengthen and the evening comes and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over and our work is done. Then in his mercy, may he give us safe lodging and a holy rest and peace at last. So Rose, thank God you have a holy rest and thank God Almighty you have peace at last. Amen.